guys, welcome back to Light Chats. Light Chats. We are talking about something uh, that is quite different today. Yeah, because we were going to do Secret Church Part 2, which will still be coming out later. Yes. Uh, But we're going to talk about grief today. Grief, yes. And you know, it's a a more serious topic for sure, but I was looking back thinking about it too, and I was like, we've actually talked about some hard things in general. Like, it hasn't been all sunshine, raincorn, unicorn toots. Like, it hasn't been all of that, friends. Like, it has been some harder things that we have Mm -hmm. talked about, which is good because that was the whole point of this podcast too, is to talk about things that we were really suffering with or going through in the moment rather than just Mm -hmm. things that we had overcome or been through already. But actually, like, the raw stuff of what's really going on in our lives. And I feel like this topic Mm -hmm. is a jumping off point of getting into even deeper topics. Yeah. To be honest. It is. So... Buckle in, boys. It's going to get bumpy, everyone. Grab those tissues, and here we go. So we're going to be sharing today our own personal grief experiences, you guys, and and just kind of a little bit about the suffering and what we've each gone through, and we think that's so important, and we're so thankful we're able to share that because a lot of growth and healing had to take place in our own hearts Mm -hmm. to be able to share that publicly, right? Yeah. But we think it's so important to share those moments of your life where you're just, like, ripped open, and you're, like, bleeding. And exposed and vulnerable because it's like God has done so much through it, but in the midst, it's so hard. Mm-hmm. And so we want to share the moments of being in the midst and really yeah. saying like, hey, the midst isn't pretty. Like, it's not sunshine there. It's actually quite dark there. Yeah. And we want to expose that. And we want to shed light on that specifically by talking about it tonight. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's very taboo in the Christian world to talk about death or mourning or sadness. And at least in my opinion, I feel like I can be viewed as like, oh, she's Christian, so she doesn't get sad. (laughs) She knows that, oh, yeah, they're going to a better place. That it's (laughs) like, yeah, I do, but that doesn't mean, like you were saying, I didn't just get ripped open and all my insides are on the floor. Like, just because I'm a Christian and I know where they (laughs) are or I have hope of where they are doesn't mean that their death or losing something or mourning somebody uh, didn't just rip me open. <laughs> right. Dang, that's so good. I think that's such a good point too, Jenny, because I think a lot of us are like, we, we think that. Like, I think culture tells us that too. That Like, mm-hmm. we have to be thriving and constantly like on to the next like big and best thing that we could possibly think of and always doing the thing that we thought we would do and never talking about what's actually really going on. Like we put on this mask, like culture puts mm-hmm. on this mask. And really, it's not like that at all because when you rip off that mask, friends, it's ugly. I'm okay? sobbing. Yes, I'm like, it's ugly and it stinks. Like it's not fun. And so we want to be able to talk about that tonight. Take so, those masks off. Take the mask off, throw them in the trash, okay? No mask tonight, friends. I know it's COVID season currently <laughs> still, but no mask today. No mask today. No mask. So there Therefore, Jenny, let's start a little bit about your own grief experiences and what you've kind of learned through that. Yay. (laughs) Um, Yeah, and I've talked to you about these Mm -hmm. all, well, one of them not so much in depth, but um, I was talking to Allie earlier about how I, I've kind of, because I've lost like three people in my life, had Mm -hmm. three people pretty close to me pass away, but it's interesting because it's not like just three of my grandparents or three, Mm. like, three older people. I've had kind of a spectrum of ages of people pass away in my life because my grandpa was in his 70s when he died. Mm -hmm. Uh, One of my really close friends was 17 when he Mm. took his own life, and my nephew was only eight months old when he passed away. Wow. And it's crazy because I, 
the first one I lost was my friend who was 17. And I just remember, like, how you were describing being ripped open and, mm-hmm. like, my life was over. Mm-hmm. Like, I thought I was the cause. I thought mm-hmm. that it was, like, it was all me. I, wow. I'm i the reason he's not here. If I would have done more bargaining, if I would have mm-hmm. said something better, uh, he could still be here. And so mm-hmm. after that, I kind of was like, great, that's how I'm going to grieve anytime anybody dies. And then my grandpa passed away, and I grieved way differently. Hmm. And I was like, oh, okay, cool, so maybe I'll grieve that way. Hmm. And then my nephew passed away, and I grieved even way differently than the past two. That it just goes to show, like, you grieve differently with every situation, every person. Hmm. And it's not even, like, people, too, all the time. Sometimes it's losing a job or losing a dream or someone moving away. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Looking at me. Oh my gosh. Um and just like yeah, and I thought it was interesting the five stages of grief that we talked about um in my ministry class of how first you're in denial and then you go to bargaining and then you get angry and then you get sad and then you go to acceptance. And I feel like oftentimes people want to go straight from denial to acceptance. Mm-hmm. And that was me where it's like, oh, I'm going to deny this happened. But tomorrow I'll be able to accept it. But really, grief (laughs) is more like a pinball machine where you're just bouncing back and forth off things. Maybe you'll be stuck in denial for a while. But Mm. anyone who thinks that they go straight from denial to acceptance is still in denial. Wow. (laughs) Not to call you out. but (laughs) She called you out. (laughs) I called you out. So, yeah, yeah, just very interesting. The loss that I've had and Mm. uh, the loss that's still to come. Uh, And it sucks. It's not fun to talk about. Hmm. And um, I was going to preface this, but I forgot that we're going to talk about death and the word death and the word died and passed away and Mm -hmm. moved on and gone to heaven and all those sort of things that sucks, but it needs to be talked about. Right. No, it totally does, Jenny. And that's such a great point, too, because I was thinking about, you know, as we talk about your nephew, too, because I I tend to bring him up sometimes randomly. Like, I'll think about it. and I'll be like, how are you doing with that? (laughs) And I'll ask you. And it's so interesting because you're like you know, I, I'm okay. You know, like you'll mention that, like, I'm okay. And then sometimes you're like, yeah, it's really tough, you know? Mm -hmm. And so it's funny because it's like, you realize that even though, you know, you've gone through the process, Jenny, of the grieving, it's still something that's always going to be there. Like the Mm -hmm. scar of death and losing someone that you love or grieving something that you really cared about and cherished is still going to have an impact in your life. And so talking to you about it, it's like, it really does seem to help when I ask you certain things about him or Mm -hmm. like the moments and the memories that you had with him. And that's something that you mentioned too, is talking about, you know, that person and saying, Hey, like, what are some of the things that you love most about that Mm -hmm. person? And when I talk about that with you, I see you like kind of like light up and you'll Mm -hmm. have like memories and you'll smile. And it's, it's so good to talk about those moments too, rather than just, you know, the sad, sorrowful moments, even though that is part of it, that's going to be part of it no matter what, Mm -hmm. but to say, what were some of your favorite memories? Like what were some of the moments in your life with that person that really just made you smile? And it was just so cool to be able to talk to you about that and to think like, wow, look at how far you've probably come, you know, in Mm -hmm. your grieving process to look at it now and to say, you know, you have these great memories looking back with him. Well, and everyone thinks like the best way to comfort somebody is just to be Mm -hmm. like, oh, how are you doing? Mm -hmm. Not talk about the person. Like, Mm -hmm. in our society, it's like we stray away from talking about the person that's gone. Yeah. But I learned in this book that we were reading that, yeah, it's like talk about them. Talk all about them. That's Mm -hmm. the number one thing that people who have lost somebody wants to talk about is their loss. Mm -hmm. Not like, oh, yeah, they're gone, so that means we can't talk about them Mm -hmm. anymore, which is just so crazy because – 
Like, if people came up to me and was like, oh, how are you doing? I'd be like, good. Like, mm. but if you don't say, like, how have you been dealing with this death? Like, how have you been right. handling this? Or, like, what was your favorite thing about them? Mm. Like, how old were they? Uh, what did they look like? Mm. Like, even just talking to me about those things, mm-hmm. like, reminds me that they were actually a person. Mm. And that they're not just someone who's gone now. Wow. But, yeah. <clears throat> what about what about you, Allie? Yeah, man. Don't I just love talking about this? This is this awesome. I know. I'm like, <laughs> how do we, like, smoothly transition <laughs> right? into talking about death? I mean, you it's, can't. You can't. There's no good way to talk about it, friends. But it's so essential. Like, it's so needed to talk about these things. So, yeah. Kind of with my story, uh, there's a couple different things that happened that I felt just really torn up about like just so torn up about and it's crazy you guys because I've actually lost a lot of members uh specifically lost both my grandma and grandpa on my dad's side lost an aunt um recently lost a cousin and then there's like a bunch of other like family members extended family that I lost within the last like five years and so there's been like five six seven people that I know of of my family that have passed away in the last five years and I'm like what is this it's crazy so that you know obviously is traumatic when all these people are passing away that you love so dearly and even if you're not seeing them constantly like you do see your roommate or you see your mom and dad like it still hurts Mm -hmm. but I I will name these two two very specific moments in my life where I felt the the rawness and the and the sadness and the grief and that it still has a scar um one specific one was actually my niece my niece uh Cambry and that is my brother's daughter and she actually kind of grew up with us in our home uh, and she was living with us with my brother and um, his girlfriend at the time when they had the baby and she lived with us for about three and a half years and that was something for me that was so awesome you guys like I loved it I mean loved every second of it and I actually got really really close to my brother's girlfriend at the time really close and we were like sisters like it was crazy because I've actually never been that close to another person at that time in my life mm-hmm. more than actually her. And that was crazy because I had a mom and dad at the time and a brother, but I was closest to her. Like, mm-hmm. it was just so weird because in my family, she wasn't even my blood technically, but I was closest to her out of everybody else. And that was actually really hard for, for my family because they saw me get so close with her and they were like, well, what about us? And so that just kind of created a lot of conflict in itself. But I will say, you know, I got super, super close with her and my niece. And my niece was like, my little baby like I remember thinking at the age of like 13 14 I want this kid like if something <laughs> happens I'll take her like I'll take her at 14 like I could be a mom today and be fine like I could take my niece forever um and and be fine with it and she had this like beautiful curly long blonde hair blue eyes and she just had the best laugh and she was so spunky and so fun uh, and it just I felt like when I looked at her I saw me in some ways as well not to toot my own horn there just saying like I saw beautiful some blonde. no that's not what I meant I don't even have curly hair friends and it's short and brown so there we go um but I definitely saw like a lot of myself in some of those ways and so we related so well together and it was rough. Uh, my brother and her broke up and they moved on. I mean, just like that, you guys, like literally I heard this in a sermon, you know, a few months ago too. I think it was by Ben Stewart. And he was just saying like, you're one phone call away from completely like having your life be forever changed. Mm. And I was like, that no, is you. so terrible. And yeah. it's so true. Cause I've actually just specifically went through that recently as well. Uh, and I'll talk about that more in a second, but that specific moment for me was just so hard, you guys, because I never would have thought a, my brother and her would break up. I mean, I had thought about it, but I just never thought it would actually happen. And B, my niece would be gone for me. Like I just, and then they moved out. 
and left. And they just like left and I never saw them since. And so it was just such a wild moment in my life of being like, these are my family. We're all living together in one house. We're a team. We're a package deal. I spent all my time with these people. Like I would literally decline friends for my family. And I remember my friends were like, Allie, you haven't hung out with us in high school like for years. And I was like, I actually would rather hang out with my family, like my niece and my sister and my brother. Like, and I would call her my sister and she was not even my sister-in-law. Like she was my brother's girlfriend. And I called her my sister, which is confusing because mm-hmm. people are like, your brother and sister aren't dating. And I'm like, no, 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 that's wrong. But like, you know, so it was just like <laughs> I this. I didn't even put that together. Yeah. I mean, it was weird. So, and I look back on that time, you guys, and I think that moment, and it's still, guys, it cuts me to the bone when I think of my niece being so close to me and, you know, helping you know, raise her in some ways. I didn't do obviously all of that, but I we, we took the steps to be there for her and to raise her and to give her what she needs. And we all really pitched in and raising her at her house. And then just to see that be cut off and gone in an instant, like in a, in a snap of the fingers, you guys. And it wasn't okay with me, you know, and it was really, really hard. And when I still look back on it and I think about her, it's been, I mean, I, the last time I saw her, I think she was three and a half and now she's 10. I think she's 10. So I think it's been like seven years. And I generally had to grieve her because I feel like in some ways I don't even like it does feel like she's not even alive Mm -hmm. in some ways. And it is honestly, you guys, the trippiest thing when I hear her voice now. And I think I heard her voice about a year ago and it was like, I don't know who that person is. Mm -hmm. Like I'm weeping on the phone and I had to excuse myself and I just could not come to terms with like this is the same little girl, but this is not my little girl anymore. She doesn't know me. Um, she doesn't know who I am. She doesn't know that. So anyway, super hard in that way. But that was one of the the most difficult things for me. And that's something that I still obviously have a scar from. And I went through that Mm -hmm. process, but still hurts. And like, even though she's not gone. Right. Physically, like yeah. you still have to grieve her, right. which is crazy. Yeah, and I think that's crazy that you even have to grieve people that aren't even gone, like you were saying. So um, I will say uh, just another thing recently that happened too was um, a couple days ago, actually on Monday night, I got a call at like around 11 at night. I was in bed because I'm a grandma. And so I woke up the next day around 5 a.m. to a phone call from my mom telling me that my cousin passed away, my 15-year-old cousin. And uh, that was really traumatic. And I was very confused. And I was told kind of later than everybody else again, which kind of was really hard to find out that way when everyone else in my family kind of knew, but I didn't really know yet. Mm -hmm. And... I was shocked, you know. I was like, no, he's 15. What do you mean he passed away? Like, I, what do you mean? Like, there's no way, right? And uh, that was just, again, I mean, that phone call, right, of me waking up, like, what are you talking about, mom? Like, I'm confused. What's going on? Of uh, this moment of being like, wow, my cousin passed away. Like, he is no longer living. And now I'm around my family and they're sobbing and they're weeping uncontrollably. What do I do? And again, I don't have to do anything. Like, there's nothing I can do except pray my heart out and be there. And that's what God is showing me with this grieving process is it's going to be messy as H-E-L-L. Like, it is. Like, it's going to be messy. Right? Like, it's not going to be pretty and perfect, and I don't have to fix it. Like, that's something Mm -hmm. that God's teaching me. Allie, you don't have to fix that. And there's no way to fix it. (laughs) Right. Even if I wanted to. Right? Like, I can't. So... Again, those are two things that are really tough for me, you guys. And when I think of that, too, I'm like, man, God, that are, those are just some of the really two hard hard situations that I've been in where I just am like, man, that was really, really raw, and I'm still struggling. And one of them, you're literally in the middle of it. Right. You found out two days ago. Yeah. Like, you've barely even tiptoed into it. Yeah. Which is 
crazy. crazy. I know, right? (laughs) And honestly, I'm proud of you for coming to me because we were just going to skip this week Hmm. of podcasts and be like, you know what? We'll just take a week off. But what perfect timing Hmm. to what perfect God timing to talk about grief and grieving and our experience with it. Yeah, that's so good, Jenny. And I know we talk a lot about that too, of of kind of some things to do and some things not to do with grief in general. And you have learned a lot about it. So please explain more of just a couple things that you, a couple takeaways that you had regarding the grieving process and how to be there for somebody in the midst of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. uh, Like we were saying earlier, the talking to them about it and just hypothetically bothering the person like yeah someone who's grieving is just like secretly screaming for somebody to come Mm. to their side but in america it's like oh they're grieving leave them alone Mm. like they're grieving give them their space it's like no get all up in their space because they need Mm. it um because i know like when i was grieving um andrew in high school i actually had one of my science teachers ask if he could pray for me and he got all up in my biz even though I didn't Hmm. want him to I was crying and he technically wasn't even supposed to initiate a spiritual conversation being a public high school teacher and he did anyways and I remember that to this day of him being like hey can I pray for you and like I want you to know that God's like God's got him sort of thing Hmm. like my teacher who definitely should not have been doing that Hmm. (laughs) societal wise did it because he knows that Hmm. I needed to be bothered But also something not to do that I myself struggle with is uh, presenting a silver lining to someone Mm -hmm. of, well, they're in a better place and they don't have to suffer anymore Mm -hmm. or like at least it was painless. Like all these things that sound good but aren't going like you're kind of making an excuse and justifying this death and that's not your job. Like Mm -hmm. that's God's job. Mm -hmm. And just recognizing like if God wants to present a silver lining, he will. And to let him do that and not let me get in the way of, well, at least, yeah, at least it was painless. I'm like, doesn't mean that they're alive. Like, I'm sorry. (laughs) Dang. Yeah. Ooh, Jenny, that's so good. But I'm guilty of it too. Right. I mean, aren't we all? You know what I mean? And this is something that's good to know because I feel like some of you on this podcast are either A, you're you're really stuck in in the grieving process and you don't really know how to move on, or B, there's some of you too that are like, I don't know what to say. Like, I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. This is odd. Like, this is awkward, uncomfortable. Yeah, it is. It's all of the above. Like, you're not you're not going to do everything perfectly, but we're just trying to give you some some things that we're learning about on how to be there for someone in the midst of that. So that was super mm-hmm. good, Jenny. And uh, something that really stood out to me too was uh, this book by Matt Chandler. And it's called Shout Joy. Out to Matt Shout out to Matt Chandler. He's fun, fantastic, phenomenal. Tad dry at times, but he's wonderful. <laughs> like I don't think he's that yeah, dry, but he can be just a little monotone. But he is so full of wisdom and yes, biblical truth, and I love that course. man. Um, and so Matt Chandler has this book called Joy in the Sorrow. You guys, um, you should check it out too, especially if you're going through something where you're like, man, I'm gonna need a book that's gonna talk all about it. This is your book. Like mm-hmm. this is your book, you guys. Joy in the Sorrow by Matt Chandler, um, and it's actually written by him and some of his friends from the church who have actually gone through suffering things, like something that they had gone through that was actually really traumatic for them. So it's not just him hypothetically talking about suffering. Like he's talking about his own and other people's um, and other people are talking about theirs. So it's really profound. Um, And it says this, and this is in the very beginning, the preface, it says, everyone will suffer, yet there can be joy in our sorrow. No one in life, no matter who you are, no matter how big your bank account, no matter how great your health, no matter how much knowledge you have of God in the Bible, no matter how obedient you might be in your faith can avoid suffering. If it hasn't come for you already, it will come soon enough. 
Wow. I know. And you guys, that was the first line of the whole book. And I was like, this is going to be a zinger. I'm not going to read this anymore. Right. I'm like shutting it down, throwing it in the garbage. No, I'm just kidding. But like it hit me, you guys. And that was the first line. I'm like, profound. Like it's so profound. And I just really feel like it's so true. Like I think sometimes people are like, oh, you know, I haven't gone through that. I'm like, yeah, you will. Like maybe not that situation, but you're going to go through something pretty hard and it's coming for you, you know? And so... I think this book is a perfect mix of encouragement as well as hard truth at the same time. But I guess I just wanted to encourage you in that too, that, you know, if you're like, man, I don't know how to relate. I haven't been through hard things. I'm like, you've been through some suffering. I mean, look inside your life. And if you haven't really yet, it's coming. Like it will comfort you. Um, you don't, you don't get to avoid that. You know, that's part of life in the broken world that we live in. Mm-hmm. So it's just definitely um, one of those things where it's like, hey, we all get it. It's like a disease. I mean, like, it, we yeah. all take our turn. I mean, really, it's like though. COVID. We all get it. No boy. <laughs> that should be on a t shirt, Jenny. Um, but so in some ways. Like COVID. Oh, no. no. No, no, not that one. But I like your creativity there, Jenny. <laughs> but I definitely think that that was something yeah. that really hit me hard. And another verse that God had put on my heart that was pretty. Uh, just very impactful for me, you guys, was uh, Philippians 4 7. And it says, uh, let the peace of Christ that surpasses all understanding guards our heart and mind in Christ Jesus. And that was one of my favorite verses. And I felt like God was just telling me to memorize it, you guys. Like, write it on your heart, right? Like, write it on your heart and memorize that verse because I want to do something through that verse. Like, I really want you to think about my peace that surpasses all understanding. And if you felt it, you know what I'm talking about, right? Like that joy or that unexplainable peace where you're like, actually, everything's on fire right now, but I'm okay. Like, I'm alive. I'm on fire. Right. You're on fire. You're burning. The world is on fire. Right. I'm doing good. Like, I'm actually okay. And that's what I felt. Like, I feel like oftentimes it's maybe even more like everything's on fire, but I'm alive Mm -hmm. and I'm actually thankful to be alive. Like, it's one of those moments. And you're like, I have every reason to, you know, to doubt or to be upset, but I actually feel thankful. And so I just feel like God was really running that in my heart, especially in the midst of of sorrow. And and what I'm going through right now with my cousin's loss is I'm feeling that. Like, God's like, I'm near. Like, I'm near the brokenhearted. I'm near you. And I want you to fixate on my presence and and who I say that I am and to let me guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. And so I Mm -hmm. know some of you are just dying for that peace and you can have it today. Like it's free. It's for you. It's waiting there for you. And God wants that for you. So I'm trying to live in that too, you guys. And it's not easy. Like through this too, I'm like, I have moments where I'm, I'm pushing him away and I'm like, that's my only comfort and joy. Why am I pushing Mm -hmm. away my only true comfort and joy? Cause I'm flawed cause I'm human. And so that is something that brings me always back to the loving grace and goodness of Jesus. Yeah. And I feel like a good verse to, uh, leave you guys with is in Ecclesiastes 3. It talks about how there's a time for everything. And that kind of sucks because like the Matt Chandler book was saying, Mm -hmm. like, it'll come. There's a time for everything. And it's it's coming. Yeah. It's coming full force. And it just says like, there's a time for weeping and a time for laughing. There's a time for mourning and a time for dancing. Mm. And just that little section stood out to me because like, Two days before yeah. you found out about your cousin uh, mm-hmm. passing away, we were literally laughing mm-hmm. and we were dancing. No yeah. joke. We were blasting worship music and dancing on our patio. And then two days later, now there's weeping and mm-hmm. there's mourning. And it's just crazy to think that the Lord allows time for everything. Yeah. And just <clears throat> seeing that played out is insane. And... So I guess because there is a time for everything, 
Um, the prayer that we want to leave you guys with is that you guys seek the Lord in whatever season you are in, whether that be mourning or dancing, whether mm. that be weeping or laughing, uh, that our prayer is that you seek him through it all and that you uh, know that he's there through mm. it all. And just Amen. remember that it's not easy and right. that it doesn't have to look any specific way, Right. which is what I really want to hone in on is mm-hmm. I grieved three different ways, yeah. three different people. It's going to look different. Right, right. And that's so good, Jenny. And I think also, too, in the midst of that, you guys, it's like God is present in whatever season. Like mm-hmm. our seasons change, but God stays the same. And it's true. It's, and it's in a song. And I think it's in Jaira. I'm not sure. But it, it's it's in one of our favorite songs, Jenny. <laughs> and we'll have to look that up. I think but it's Promises. Oh, is it Promises? Yeah, it's so. Promises Shout by Maverick, Maverick City. City Dang, they're on fire. <laughs> but seriously, you guys, I mean – Literally, it will always change for us, and we will have weeping, and we will have mourning, and dancing will come as well. Like, they'll mm-hmm. be rejoicing, you know, in the next season, you know? Yeah. And so I just I, I just want to encourage you in that. Wherever you're at, whatever season you're part of, God never changes. Your season will, your emotions will, your life will, but mm-hmm. He doesn't, and He's always faithful in that. And so we just want to encourage you that whatever your season looks like, to not feel shame about that, to not feel like, oh, man, but I should feel this way, or mm-hmm. culture's telling me I should feel this way. No. Yeah. Feel what you're feeling. Like, be in it, you know, but don't just sit there and let it control your life and ruin every, all these good things that are happening that God has put in your life. But really understand that's your season right now. And that's okay. That's a season that God is allowing you to be in, but there's more too. There's more seasons that are going to come. That's mm-hmm. not just going to be sorrow all the time. And like seeking him in all of it. Cause we, we were talking about how, uh, you've kind of pushed him aside in the morning yeah. and you seek him more when life is going well, but I'm the opposite. I seek him more in the morning and less when life is going well. Mm. That we just need one of you and one of me to, to make one person and then right. have the perfect way to mourn. <laughs> yeah, right. Only Jesus, no baby. Come on. I mean, seriously, though. So, you know, you guys, we're just super thankful, too, that we're able to talk about our grief, honestly. And it's painful, mm-hmm. too. Like, talking about some yeah. of this, I'm like, I need to go pray and, like, maybe take Cry. a bath. <laughs> take a bath. Eat, eat some, some chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> Same, though. But, you know, you guys, we love you. We're here for you. We want you to reflect on this. I know that some people are going to feel really touched by this is my hope and just that God hears you more than anything. He hears you. And in the season that you're in, he's still the same. So we love you guys. And we hope that this touched your heart today. So God bless you guys and go go be be the the light. light. Have a good week.